This is Almost 107, a Fanshawe College Journalism student podcast. Get real. Recently, Ontario drag queens have been faced with threats by right-wing groups on social media. These threats have led to events getting cancelled and them feeling unsafe in their day-to-day life. Drag queens are performers who dress up in flamboyant outfits and glamorous makeup to entertain people and create safe and inclusive spaces. Uh, so my name is Crystal Quartz and I'm a full-time entertainer based in Ontario in Canada and I go around all over Ontario creating safe and inclusive spaces. Welcome to this episode of Almost 107, where we explore the effect the threats have had on the performers and the community. I'm your host, Nina Servi, and I hopped on Zoom to chat to Guelph-based drag performer Crystal Quartz. She has been on the receiving end of threats through social media for about a month now. So maybe it's best to start off with just like what's been going on lately. So I've noticed um, in the past bit, there's been an uprise in uh, LGBT protests and hate. Um, and they've been protesting and stopping different all ages events um, throughout Ontario. Um, and people were bringing it to my attention. And then on October 30th, after I finished an all ages brunch, they uh, started targeting my next one. And so at that point, um, I reached out uh, to the police and I heard nothing back. And then I reached out again, and I didn't hear anything back. And so then the venue ended up canceling the show because they were threatened and scared. Um, so I lost out of my wages that week. Um, and then I figured it all fizzled out. And so I didn't hear much um, about it again, but I was keeping my eyes and ears open, right? Um, and then another drag performer was targeted by them and somebody sent me um, the link showing that they're targeting this person. Like, oh my gosh, these people are at it again. So I tried to calm down there for a second. It wasn't even two hours later and they targeted me. And, you know, this was just after the Colorado Springs uh, incident uh, that they all decided to start going after us again, which, you know, I don't know if they thought because, um, they're kind of like, oh, they're doing it here. We're going to rise with them here, not allowed in Canada, kind of thing. Um, but it like it shook me. Um, and I don't usually go to my social media. I'm a pretty large platform there, um, but I try to keep things positive and light and love because I'm all about that. Um, but I figured somebody needed to stand up to these jerks um, because all this is happening and nothing's being done uh, to prevent it completely. It's hate speech, and it, they're wanting to do hate crimes. Um, and they're threatening the people, not just me, but they're threatening the people that go to the shows. Um, so I posted um, a video um, where I just spoke from my heart and just tried to see if I could get um, some help out there. Somebody, I was like, somebody's got to be listening. Somebody can do something. Somebody's got to know something. And yeah, and then here we are now. Since then, Crystal has gotten into contact with Guelph's LGBTQ liaison officer. Because she travels so much for her shows, though, she has to reach out to this officer in every single city she goes to, all over Ontario. Thanks to Crystal, the subject has also been brought to the attention of Toronto Centre MPP Kirsten Wong-Tam. She brought it up in the Legislative Assembly of Ontario during question period, and that went like this. Crystal Quartz, a drag performer living in Guelph, has seen a spike in violent threats against drag artists. She's being threatened by a hate group who has promised to disrupt her performance and give her audience a show they'll never forget. 
Crystal is now forced to call the local police and hire private security for her events at restaurants such as Boston Pizza and Kelsey's. Speaker, will this government take on bigots who threaten drag performers and their audiences with hate and threats of violence? The Attorney General. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. This is a very serious topic, and it's important that we address hate in all of its forms. We're, we're seeing the rise of hate as it relates to religion, gender, uh, all, all sorts of, of different ways of describing it, Mr. Speaker. It's something this government takes very seriously. It's something that we're investing in to make sure that we have the supports for those who are the victims, and it's something that we're making sure goes to the front of everything that we do to make sure that we have people in safe communities in the kind of communities that they want to live in. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Supplementary. Thank you, Speaker. Back to the Premier. Words are not enough. Yesterday, Crystal shared her personal reflection with me, and I quote, Kids' eyes light up. I'm this big, pretty princess. Parents tell me that the whole week afterwards, it's all their kids talk about. I go into communities that don't have safe spaces and create them. Crystal's upcoming performance this Sunday is a brunch performance. It has already faced additional and escalating threats. What exactly is the Premier doing to protect Ontario's drag community, their artists, their audience, as well as the businesses that host these events? The Attorney General. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. It's important that we have the resources available for anybody who feels vulnerable, uh, whether it be before or after a potential incident, Mr. Speaker. Uh, we have training at every level. We have training for those who operate uh, in, in victim services. We have training for those who are uh, judiciary. Uh, we have training for the police officers as they go through their uh, early stages of, the, of their careers, Mr. Speaker. So resources are available. If people are not feeling comfortable, then they can reach out. And I, I note, uh, as particular, we can chat offline or after question period, if you wish, about the resources that are available, because it is important, Mr. Speaker. We're talking about our, our friends and our families and our children and our parents. We want to make sure that everybody is comfortable in Ontario. MPP Kirsten Wong-Tam later pointed out that the measures proposed don't include drag artists. So according to her, they're not inclusive and useful enough. To the Queen's involve, the effects of these threats are much bigger than just worries about losing their wages. They feel unsafe putting on performances, but also in their day-to-day -day life. They also feel a responsibility for their clients' safety, which they can't guarantee. For this episode, I was going to speak to another performer, but they cancelled out of fear for their own safety. Let's get back to my Zoom call with Crystal, who also feels unsafe and unsure. She wants to put extra security measures in place at her shows, but doesn't have the funds for them. Do you feel like there need to be extra safety precautions put into place at like drag shows or i don't feel like there should be the need to do that um drag brings like such love and light and happiness um so like when you come to school like you know they feel like they can be themselves and it lets this, this power out on them that they feel empowered afterwards and it's very magical and i want that magic to keep happening it's going to change the world when we can you know people can feel this way to me, to add extra security is like being like, oh, we're going to a comedy show. Let's have security guards check if you have a gun. Why are we having to check that you have a gun to go to something that's creating love and happiness, right? So as much as these security measures 
I am going to be putting more in place. Um, actually, I'm starting to go find me to try and help with some of the costs because, you know, I want to do like ID scanners because if these people come in and they start something in a show, I have their ID now. Um, and I can at least like figure out who these people are um, because they go by different aliases, right? Uh, to hide who they, their actual identity is. But it sucks that I have to do this because these are like, these are friendly, fun, loving events. Um, and, you know, people's safety shouldn't be worried when they're, they're just coming for a good time. That's all they're doing. Um, it's not, you know, it shouldn't be an unsafe event. <laughs> yeah, especially because it is supposed to be a very safe space. And if you walk in past a security guard, then that like immediately like puts you kind of ill at ease. It, it, it starts to raise your tension, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like it, 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 if you see security guards there and they're patting you down at the front door, you know, it's not. Yeah, like, oh. Oh, okay. uh, what kind of drag show is this? You know? <laughs> but um, I'd love to be able to put these measures in place at my shows so that, you know, I can have personal protection. I want to go and take some self-defense courses just in case something happens, right? Like, I never thought I'd have to do that. But these, you know, one-on-one with a person is one thing, but these people are coming in groups. Um, And, you know, I can't take a group on. Um, So I feel like some self-defense there and, you know, personal protection as well as, like, the ID scanners will be helpful at shows. Um, Never thought I'd have to do that, but but here we are. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's sad to hear you talk about it in such like a calm and collected and like logical way. Like, yeah, I'm going to start taking self-defense and like getting ID scanners at my show. I'm like, no, like, yeah, it's just supposed to be fun, light and love and just let people be free to feel themselves. I try to create inclusive spaces where they're not normally seen. I don't I want it right to be viewed just like you see a guitar player in a restaurant, you're just like, oh, cool, they have a guitar player tonight. You know, it's not really a second guess. It's just there. And, you know, if you go to that guitar player, are you getting security checks? No. Right? So. Yeah, it's, yeah, to me, the thing that is most, like, sad about this is that you just don't feel safe going out anymore. And that is, just, it feels like a yeah. huge step back. Yeah, I feel like we've honestly just jumped back 20 years. I feel like I'm back into my teenage years where going to high school and being gay was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's not it's not where I want to be. It's not where anybody wants to be, nor should anybody feel this way, uh, to be threatened oh, yeah. to go to your job. Most of the hate is being targeted at performers who do all-ages events. They get accused of being groomers and corrupting children. Threats like these have been plaguing the community for a long time, so sadly these accusations are nothing new. Performers who do drag often get villainized just for trying to create a safe and inclusive environment where kids can learn about different identities and get educated. Crystal thinks it's very important that kids grow up around LGBTQ role models so they don't grow up to fear them. Crystal never even thought that she would do any events for kids, but parents kept asking her about it and she gave it a shot. As it turns out, the kids love her, and she loves them right back. I cater to young people at these shows. Um, I do, like, Captain Huck and things that make kids smile, right? And get them get them loving. They, like, they honestly, they look at me like I'm this big, giant princess, and their eyes light up. Another thing, if they don't want their kids at the show, don't bring them. We're all adults here. If you don't want them to see the R-rated movie, what are you not going to do? Bring them to the R-rated movie, right? Like, it's... It's pretty, it's, to me, it's pretty standard thinking, 
Um, but, you know, there's a bunch of crazies out there that don't quite think logically, I don't think. These recent spikes in anti-drag violence came as quite a shock to Crystal. She's been doing drag since she was 18 years old, and she says she never felt unsafe or got hate like this. The community has always felt very open and welcoming to her, and this feels like a huge step back. Yeah, I've never had uh, been targeted like this. Um, and I was actually just saying, uh, I had an interview with Wealth today uh, about a month ago, um, and I said to her in the interview how safe I felt because I never experience this anymore. I never see this hate. And it was like four days later. And I'm like, I'm like, what in the world's going on here? Cause like, I never had issues ever, ever, ever had issues that, you know, like the odd like person would look at me funny or like, be like, what the hell kind of thing. But like very, 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 very rarely. Um, most of the time I just got compliments. Um, so it was fine. It was all just love that I got back from people. Right. And I think, you know, when you give so much love, you get back that kind of love. Right. Um, but yeah, it wasn't in, literally until recently where I was like, it, it affected me. I never looked for my exit something venues before. I didn't care. I wasn't ever scared until like a few weeks ago, right? So now I'm looking in people's pockets and seeing if anybody's acting suspicious. This is not what I should be doing when I'm on a microphone. I should just be sitting there having fun with people, right? I'm scared, you know, getting tips from certain people because I'm like, hmm, are they tipping me or are they going to tip me and something's going to happen, right? And it's just like this this underlying fear constantly and like, I do this a lot. There's like five to seven shows a week sometimes. So it's a lot of anxiety to live with um, constantly. Thank God for CBD oil right now. Because <laughs> it's really helping my anxiety going to shows because I'm like, I need to calm down. <laughs> the best course of action right now seems to be to keep sharing these stories and not let the issue fizzle out. Crystal's goal is to make some real changes in the way Ontario, Canada and the world handle issues like this. Hate speech has no place in safe spaces created by drag and cannot be tolerated. She says she doesn't want to wait for anything really bad like physical violence to happen before anything changes. The community and their allies have to band together and stand up to these right-wing bullies, she says. Other than like, please like, like share, copy, paste, do as many times with the story, send it to everybody that you can. Any of the stories that they see, just blast it. Just keep blasting it, make it like make it known that we're here and this is what's going on, right? Because it keeps just getting pushed to the side like it's not happening because it's happening all over. Um, And it's like really, it's starting to, I don't know the term, but it's starting to be so much more frequent. Um, Like it's almost like every weekend right now there's a rally somewhere. So stop turning your blind eye to it and speak up basically is what we need people to do. And in the end, it like all comes down to just the community being there for each other, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Just everybody, you know, our allies, our community, just everybody needs to stand up and say, no, we're, we're done with us. This is, this is it. We need to have more protection. This is, shouldn't be something that we should be worried about, it, like going to a drag show. Um, yeah. This is just the start of this. Um, it needs to keep going, keep getting movement until something gets done about this. Um, so please share as much and also go support your local drag wherever it is. You know, the more allies and more people that they're supporting um, each company, whichever company it is, it doesn't matter to me as long as we're supporting each other right now. We need to support our communities feeling hurt. I'm sure they're very scared um, given everything, right? So They just need to know that people are there for them, I think, at this point. 
So on that note, talking about it is definitely the message. Read up on the subject and stay on the lookout. Support your local drag artists and listen to people close to you in the LGBTQ community. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode and feel like you learned something in the process, please share it so we can keep spreading the word. I was your host, Nina Servi, and I want to thank you for listening to Drag Queen Dangers right here on Almost 107.